Welcome back to the Keep Going podcast. My name is Emmeline. So we are currently in this series about the five women in the Bible who were considered barren, but every single one of them conceived. Each of their stories is so different and so inspiring. So I really hope this helps to bring you guys some um, hope and inspiration. So last week we talked about Sarah and her story was so crazy and messy and just really incredible and I learned such a good lesson from that. Um, So I did also mention last week that the first three women that we're going to be talking about are from the same family line. So this is actually really cool. So last week we talked about Sarah and Abraham and they had a son whose name was Isaac. So today we are talking about Rebecca. She actually married Isaac. And I just think it's so cool to connect all the dots and see how all of these Bible stories intertwine with each other. So before we get into Rebecca's infertility journey, I want to share with you guys how these two met. So the story starts in Genesis chapter 24. Abraham sends a servant a servant out to find a wife for his son Isaac. So he prayed to the Lord, um, Genesis chapter 24, verses 12 through 14. And it says, Lord God of my master, Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master. See, I am standing beside this spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jar that I may have a drink And she says, drink and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one that you have chosen for your servant, Isaac. By this, I will know that you have shown your kindness to my master. We can see here that the servant asked a very specific favor of God. And that way he would know if the woman was meant to be Isaac's wife. And I think that this is very cool because I know on occasion I've done something kind of similar where I am like, God, I'm just so desperate can you please just show me, you know, like this sign or this symbol? Um, that way I know. And I think it's really cool when God does show us through signs like that. So before he had even finished praying, Rebecca came out with water on her shoulder. The servant hurried to meet her and said, please give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my Lord, she said, and quickly lowered her jar to her hands and gave him a drink. She offered also offered to get water for the camels. He knew he was successful and found Isaac's wife, which is so cool. I love that part. So now let's skip forward a bit to Genesis 24 verses 62. This is when Isaac and Rebecca first lay eyes on each other. It's rather romantic if I do say so myself. So Isaac was out in the field meditating when suddenly he saw camels approaching. Rebecca also looked up and saw Isaac. She got down from her camel and asked the servant, Who is that man in the field coming to meet us? He is my master, the servant answered. So she took her veil and covered herself. When they met, the servant told Isaac all that he had done. Isaac and Rebekah chose one another and fell in love. Isaac brought her into the tent of his mother, Sarah, and he married Rebekah. So she became his wife and he loved her. Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah. Here's what I love and admire so much about this story. Genesis 25 verses 21 says, Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was childless and barren. The Lord answered his prayer and his wife, Rebecca, became pregnant. 
Now, I know it seems like he prayed and she instantly got pregnant since it's in the same verse, but guess what? They didn't get pregnant for 20 years. Isaac was 60 when his sons were born. Continuing on with the verse, the babies jostled each other within her, and she said, Why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and he said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two people from within you will be separated. One will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. Did you catch that? She was pregnant with twins. God blessed Rebecca and Isaac for their faithfulness with beautiful twin boys. And I think this is absolutely amazing because I know I personally would love to have twins. I don't know about you guys, but I always think to myself, if all of this weight is because I have twins one day, I would be so, so happy. But if not, just one baby is okay too. So when she finally gave birth to these twins, they gave them names based off of their appearances, which was a little funny to me. So they said the first one came out and looked as if he was snugly wrapped in a hairy blanket. So they named him Esau, meaning hairy, and his brother followed. Um, His fist was clutched very tightly to Esau's heel, so they named him Jacob. Definitely a better name than Esau, which means Harry. I don't think I would be very happy if my parents named me um, Esau, which meant Harry, but that's okay. So the story um, with them kind of ends there. It does go on and um, talks about Jacob and Esau and then all of their battles, um, but it doesn't really have anything to do with infertility. So we're just going to end that part there. Um, But let's talk about the story a little bit because I just think this is such a beautiful story about the power of a praying husband. Um, Isaac and Rebecca's story is so different from Abraham and Sarah. Um, As you guys remember, Abraham slept with the maid and that's how they got a son. And obviously Sarah went on to eventually have her own um, child. But I just think that this story is just so pure and just... I don't know, something about it is just so sweet because they were both so in love and they both just didn't give up. And I'm sure there were moments where Rebecca just felt really overwhelmed with the whole infertility journey, just like a lot of us do. And I think just her knowing that her husband was constantly praying for her and praying for their future baby, that must just be so comforting to her in those moments, just knowing that somebody else is also praying. And I know for me personally, having um, friends, family members, whoever it is, say that they're praying for us on our journey, I know it means so much to me because there is power in prayer and don't ever forget that. Um, I do think that as difficult as this journey is, we have to let it just build strength in us and we can't allow it to weaken us. And especially with your spouse, because I think a lot of the times, whether you're dealing with infertility or a miscarriage, it can also just add such a like... I don't know what why I can't think of the word right now, but like it could kind of tear you guys apart a little bit. Um, I know personally speaking, dealing with infertility with my husband, everything had always been fine, but I had felt like there were times where he just couldn't really understand what I was going through. And I think as women, we have such a different outlook on infertility than men do because we're the ones 
going through so many changes every month, you know, feeling different things in our bodies and wondering, oh, is that a pregnancy symptom? Is that, you know, an ovulation symptom? Like, what is this? What's that? And sometimes um, my husband and I would have a hard time like seeing eye to eye on things. And then once we went through the miscarriage, it added a whole new layer onto our relationship that just made it really, really difficult at times to kind of work through. So I think that this story just showing to like never give up, um, pray together with your spouse and just constantly keep bringing everything that you're going through to God is just so important. And being completely honest, I went through a period of time where I felt like, why does it even matter if I pray for a baby anymore? Because it's not happening. Like clearly it's it's not working. Like God doesn't want me to have a baby. So I'm just not going to pray. But it really does matter because God just wants to see that we're not giving up. And also reading these stories in the Bible um, about how it took this couple in particular 20 years to get pregnant it just shows how strong they are like I always say to myself once I get to like a certain amount of years I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep going because it just seems like so hard but seeing how so many people just don't give up and they keep going with it is so so inspiring so This is like a little random, but I have three songs that have absolutely nothing to do with babies or infertility, but whenever I hear them, they always make me think of my um, fertility journey and they remind me to keep trusting. And also they're not Christian songs, but I just thought I would throw these in here. Um, So the first song is from Cinderella. (laughs) See, I told you guys has nothing to do with fertility, but I'm sure you all know this song. It's called A Dream Is A Wish Your Heart Makes. The lyrics say, have faith in your dreams and someday your rainbow will come smiling through. This part always makes me think that if I keep believing and trusting God, one day I will be holding that sweet baby in my arms and I'll be able to watch him or her smile back at me. And then it says, no matter how your heart is grieving, if you keep on believing, the dream that you wish will come true. These lyrics are so spot on. The next song is another Disney song. It's from a Disney movie. We are big Disney fans in the Mead household. It's actually from Princess Diaries, which secretly is, I think, one of Connor's favorite movies because anytime I play it, he walks into the room. He always knows just by the music that it's Princess Diaries. But anyway, it's called Miracles Happen. And the song goes, Miracles happen once in a while when you believe. Now, I personally believe miracles happen all the time, but that's besides the point. The song reminds me to just keep on believing. And again, the point of these songs is not that they're Christian songs or anything like that, but they're just these happy little reminders to just keep reminding yourself to keep believing. So the last song is from Mama Mia 2. It's originally an ABBA song, and it's called I Believe in Angels. And it goes, I believe in angels when I know the time is right for me. And this helps to remind me that God will bless me when the time is right for me. And every time I hear that lyric in the song, it always just kind of gives me like butterflies and just comforts me because I know that God has something so perfect planned for me. And he's just waiting for the perfect time to drop that little gift bomb in my life. Um... So like I said, I know these might seem like silly examples, but 
they just really help to remind me to have that childlike faith. And I encourage you to try taking time every day to pray with your spouse for your future child. When I read this story, it reminded me of how important it is to pray for our blessing. Now I take time throughout the day to pray for us to conceive and for my future pregnancy and for the labor to be nice to me and a little easier on my body. Um, So, you know, there's no such thing as a silly prayer. So just pray all of those things. I think a lot of us get lost in just praying like, God, please let me have a baby. But also there's so many things that come after a baby. Like, please uh, let me have get pregnant and let my pregnancy be easier and let my birth be smooth and all of these things. And I think it's so important to pray for those things. And it's not silly at all. So... It might even feel weird at first praying for things like that, but God just wants us to talk to him and be open about all of our needs. So I hope that this story of Rebecca inspires you to fire up your prayer life and to not give up. Um, I really do hope that this inspired you in some way. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this, please share this podcast with them. I'm so excited to share next week's story with you guys. So I will talk to you guys then. Bye.